It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome back. Hour number two, Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host out here live from Las Vegas. Your other host today, live from Boston, Josh Applebaum. Josh, we need some market insight. Uh, We need some updated information here. Let's start with Major League Baseball. Uh, Your Red Sox uh, and Atlanta. Uh, Red Sox are on the road, Atlanta at home. Uh, Atlanta minus 110.9, high total in this one. What are you seeing here? Yeah, so Pritch, don't worry, I got you covered here. We got a lot of baseball games. We're going to run through them all, but just a little appetizer, a little little teaser. This is just a jalapeno popper here for you, Pritch, okay. before we get to the, uh, the main event. But um, I'm looking at the Atlanta Braves in this one, Pritch. Uh, seen a lot of respected money uh, hit the Atlanta Braves. The Red Sox are the popular play. Obviously, they have a better record. Uh, you're even or even a little plus money. How do you not take that with the Red Sox? But what I like here is kind of a really sharp reverse line move here toward the Atlanta Braves because a lot of these books opened up Red Sox are on a minus 115 favorite on the road. And even though they're the popular play, you've seen this line flip to the Braves. So the Braves have gone from getting around, you know, plus 105, some plus money to now a favorite at around minus 110, minus 115. So that's kind of that classic dog to favorite sharp line move that I like to look at. And there's a couple angles to, to like Atlanta here. Number one, uh, Erod, uh, Eduardo Rodriguez here for the Red Sox. Uh, remember, he's coming off uh, the year he had COVID and he had a heart issue. And he's really kind of struggled this year. He really hasn't hit his stride. His ERA is really high. This is a good pitcher, but he's, he's got an ERA around six. He's been getting knocked around his last few times out. He's going up against a fellow lefty, Tucker Davidson. He's actually pitched pretty well this year. Small sample, but he's got a 1.53 ERA. The other thing I like about this one, Pritch, um, it matches a system that I look at in terms of rest versus tired. So mm-hmm. if you look at um, a rested favorite versus a team that's on a back-to-back spot, um, those rested favorites versus a back-to-back team, especially in a non-division game, 17-8 and eight this year, 68%. So the Red Sox played yesterday, have to travel. Braves were off. Why is that off day important? You can rest your bullpen. You can reset uh, your rotation. You can give a guy an extra day. You can get your position players a day off their feet. That's done very well, that rested versus, uh, versus tired angle. We also look at interleague line moves, interleague favorites especially, with a line move in their favor done well this year. They're 47-25. and 25. 
And then just a lot of big Steam systems. Steam 10 cents or more, non-division game. That's 119 and 69 this year, 63%. So it looks like how do you not take the Red Sox? Better Mm -hmm. record, you know, even money, maybe some plus money. The line's going to the Braves here. I'd be back in the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, are you shocked that the Red Sox are 40-27? I mean, uh, (laughs) looking at that record, uh, away record, 20 and 10, equally as impressive too. Uh, Now, that system that you uh, highlighted right there, uh, conscious of that one too, uh, but just curious about like this total at nine. Uh, does that favor uh, a hot offense? I mean, the Red Sox one of the hottest offenses uh, in the league this year. Great point by you, Pritch. Yeah, because we have seen some over money come in. You know, a lot of these books open nine, but now it's really juiced up to the over. If you right. look at our Veasan board here, over minus one twenty. So that tells you over liability, over action, and maybe a move up from nine up to nine and a half. Uh, so you would look at a couple things here. Number one. Uh, it's going to be a hot night here in Atlanta, mm-hmm. uh, mid 80s. It's going to be uh, also windy out to dead center, about 10 to 10 to 12 miles an hour out to center. So maybe a, a warning track fly ball on any other night becomes a first row homer tonight. So kind of the weather, Erod's high ERA lead uh, lead you to believe a little bit of over money in this one, Pritch. And I would just also say real quick, with MLB cracking down on the spider tech foreign substances, <laughs> we have seen overs uh, kind of like bounce back here, Pritch. You know, right. it's been. 50-50 much of the year. The last week, overs have jumped up to around 55-56%. So if you can't take the ball and put all the spider tack on it, you spin the ball, less rotations, uh, strikeouts are down, batting averages are up. That's kind of a, a, a global factor in baseball right now that if you like an over, you kind of have that um, you know behind you making you feel a little more confident. Yeah, over. it's empowered the hitters. I mean, all these guys are starting to swing as if they weren't swinging four defenses anyway. 18-12 and 12, the last 30 games for the Red Sox. They're playing great, Pritch. They got a great lineup, but I just question their pitching. Yeah. I don't know. We've seen uh, they they had really their their rotation has been a lot of journeymen that really outperformed yeah. their career statistics. Pavetta, yeah. you know, Garrett Richards, Evaldi, some of these guys. I just think, hey, uh, is it uh, is it midnight and the Sox pitchers are becoming a pumpkin? That's what I'm worried about. I hear you. We will get back to Major League Baseball for sure. A lot of games on the schedule. I'm sure more market insight too. Uh, reverse line movement right there in that game with the Boston Red Sox and Atlanta Braves reverse line movement towards the Braves, as Josh Applebaum highlighted. It's Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host live from Las Vegas. Your other host live from Boston is Josh Applebaum. Happy to bring on to the program right now, Brian Geltzeiler, host of Sirius XM NBA Radio. Brian, how are you today? I'm good. How are we doing, guys? Doing great. Doing great. Trying to figure out this uh, James Harden situation. Um, because, you know, I think he's been upgraded. I, I, I'm, I, I'm sure of it. Uh, I, I factored in that he was going to play anyway. We saw significant line movement based on the news that it's possible James Harden can play. Uh, what do you think? You think uh, we get James Harden? And then what kind of effort uh, do we get from James Harden tonight? Well, I think, listen, I think you'll get James Harden playing. I think Harden will be careful. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but well, early on, certainly see James engage in the skill that he's so wonderful in, which is passing in transition and, and look to use his playmaking ability to help the other guys. I think James is going to be a playmaker and a decoy a lot tonight. I, I don't think you'll see James doing a lot off the bounce in the half court that he normally does. I think he's going to be very, very careful what he does with that. I think the Nets are going to look to hide him defensively to not have him in any difficult assignments. I think certainly early in the game, you probably will see him tethered to Brooke Lopez because Lopez is not a guy that moves all that fast. And, and, and ultimately, the Nets have been high playing small and hiding somebody on Lopez. I think that'll probably be James Harden. So I, I think it's What this shows you about the Nets tonight is they realize this is all hands on deck. Nets lose here, and they're not going to have a healthy Irving most likely for game six. Nets lose here, and this series is probably over. And I think they realize that. So they're looking to get Harden out there tonight at home, thinking that if they can win tonight, game six becomes something that gets them to game seven back in their own building with potentially having Irving and Harden out on the floor. So I think that's kind of what they're looking here. The thing about these injuries, which is tough for Brooklyn, is that 
they're not devastating in terms of the nature of the injuries that you're not going to see the guy the rest of the playoffs. They're injuries that are just bad enough to keep these guys from being able to play, which is kind of frustrating because if they're not playing here and now in this series, the season could end pretty quickly. So for the Nets, they're trying to balance that to the best of their ability. Ryan, thanks so much for joining the show today. You're really the guy that we want to talk to because I think as betters, this is kind of a, sometimes these things happen and injury can really move, move a line and, you really just have uh, the entire betting industry trying to figure out what the smartest play is here. Because remember, this was minus two and a half uh, bucks. The opener got all the way to four and a half. Harden upgraded. It's now back down to two and a half. But I wanted to ask you about the total because, you know, going into the series, I thought we'd ha- we would have a really high scoring series. Two of the best offensive efficiency teams in the NBA. That hasn't happened. The unders four and oh, we've seen, remember that 86-83 game, almost like a high scoring yep. college game. Um, this totals 220 and a half. At one point, it was 217 and a half with Harden upgraded. It's now 220 and a half. But whether or not Harden plays, whether or not he is himself or is hobbled, um, would you look toward another under tonight? I wouldn't. I, I'd feel more comfortable with the over tonight. I, listen, James is when James is out there. Generally, more points are going to be scored. And the other thing with Harden that he's in that he's meant for the Nets is up-tempo basketball because he gets out in the break. Harden's great skill with the Nets, and it's something we didn't see as much of when he was with the Rockets, is his ability to find guys out in transition with, you know, passes that'll span half to three-quarters of the court. You know, he's great at that. So I think you'll see that I, you know, we know this guy's with the law averages, and everybody felt this would be an over-series. And the totals crept up in anticipation of that. The totals now came down. 220 is quite the low number, I think, for this series with teams with disability. And and the thing is, when you look at what happened in Game 3, the 86-83, the Nets played as bad as you'll ever see them play offensively and, frankly, as good as you'll ever see them play defensively. And then when I think you look at Game 4, the Nets ended up shell-shocked when Irving left the game. That was something that they weren't prepared for. Who is prepared for it? And they really didn't react very well to it. I think you'll see them react much better. Having Harden, obviously, will help a lot. But I even think with Harden, they're going to be careful with his minutes. But I think the Nets' other guys, you know, guys, I'd like to go back to the Hubie Brown role-player theory. But the role-players generally were in the playoffs will always perform better at home than they do on the road. When it comes to the total in this situation, I always like to link totals to pace. And I think that's what Vegas does when they, when, they, when they put these numbers forth. And I think when you look at this, Harden, because of that ability to pass the ball up the floor, will increase the pace. And we know this. We've seen it with Milwaukee. They do want to get Giannis out in transition, and they think that's going to make life easiest for him. So I would kind of on a faster game tonight. I like the Nets and points, and I like the over. Right, I was just going to ask you about those role players, too, because I, I was wondering if uh, P.J. Tucker is going to earn more minutes, uh, maybe to combat that uh, Brooke Lopez situation if you want to go smaller because Harden's on the floor. Uh, other role players for Milwaukee, I mean, Middleton, uh, heavy bet coming in on him to record a double-double. Same thing with KD uh, to go over 40 points. Uh, other role players, I mean, you highlighted the Nets. Any role players there for Milwaukee we should uh, keep an eye on? Well, all right, so Milwaukee, here, the thing about Tucker, the Tucker's never going to put up a lot of numbers for you. I mean, the guy's office is sitting in the corner waiting for corner threes. But what we have seen is Mike Budenholzer over the course of the series having a hesitancy to pull Brook Lopez off the floor. Right. Did a little more in game floor. But, but Budenholzer's tied to him. And that makes it tougher to look at these other guys. Like, for the life of me, guys, I didn't understand why Budenholzer didn't go small in game three and put Forbes in for Lopez and at least hide Forbes on Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown's a one-trick pony. Guy can hit a floater in the paint, and that's pretty much it. Uh, they didn't really the, – the Bucks did not take advantage of Brown's presence on the floor. Matter of fact, let him be an offensive factor because they kept Lopez on him. Forbes is a guy that can knock out shots. I, I don't I, – I would take, listen, I don't know if there's an even an over-under on a board right now for Forbes and three-point shots. I would love to take the over on it because I think if he gets the opportunity, he'll hit shots. I don't know that Coach Bud's going to give him the opportunity. That's the pr- problem with Milwaukee has been Mike Budenholzer's lack of flexibility. And granted, with his defensive style and how he's guarded, he has made changes. You've got to give him credit for that. But personnel-wise, he, he hasn't. And the thing that I think has kept him from making changes is the Dante DiVincenzo injury. If DiVincenzo is healthy, I think he's much more apt to play Giannis at the five with the other four perimeter guys. Without DiVincenzo in there, he's got to go to Forbes or Connaughton, and he's just not comfortable 
comfortable with their defense. So for Milwaukee, the other role guy, the one other role guy, and I don't know that he's a role guy. He's really a star player. I don't know what Holiday's number is, over-under is on points. But Kyrie was doing a pretty good job on Holiday in this series. That, no one was talking about that. Kyrie did a very nice job making things harder for Drew Holiday, denying him off the ball. Ball was not in his hands as much. Without Kyrie on the floor, I think you could see Holiday have a very good night for Milwaukee, whether it's in a win or a loss. Brian, let's talk about the series price here. You know, we're always looking at, you know, tonight, what's in front of our face? What can we get down on tonight? But how do you think this series goes? Because remember, we saw the Brooklyn Nets get up 2-0. Uh, they're a prohibitive favorite there to win the series. You've seen, obviously, uh, the Bucks bounce back. Two wins at home are now tied at two. And really, it's kind of a short number here. You know, the Bucks are a minus 145 slight favorite. The Nets are a plus 120 dog. I think you can look at it and say, hey, Milwaukee's healthy. Injuries to Brooklyn. I can get a minus 145 on a team that's playing well. That's appetizing. But then also, you're getting plus money with the Nets team that if they can get healthy, you know, they could be the best team in basketball. So where do you lean? If, I, if you had to hold one ticket in your pocket, Milwaukee minus 145 or Brooklyn plus 120, which series ticket would you rather have? Uh, Brooklyn plus 120. I'll take the team with two home games and Kevin Durant. I, you know, and I, I get that Milwaukee's more talented with, or with you know, hardened compromise and Irving injured and not playing. I, I do understand that. But I also understand that Durant is a guy who is playing right now as well as he's ever played in his career. Think about that statement, guys. But that's where he is right now. He's playing fantastic basketball. Yes, I know he didn't have a point in the fourth quarter in game four. I, you have to, at a certain point in time, some outcomes of games have to be thrown out and you have to move forward. And think about the Denver Nuggets in the first round in game four against the Blazers. They got beat by, what, 40? They came back, won a double overtime game in game five, won game six pulling away, and it was done. We put way too much when we're looking and analyzing playoff games into one-game results that are normally outliers. The Clippers-Jazz is a great example also in that series. You know what? The Jazz turn around, take two games, and I'm the first to say I was guilty of it myself. I was down on the Clippers after the first two games because I felt like their chance to get one on the road was game one, and they didn't win a gettable game. Well, in the end, what happened? Jazz come into their building, the Clippers up the intensity, and all of a sudden you're looking at, at two significant outcomes in terms of the Clippers getting back right into that series. With that said, the Jazz are going to come out and play great at home in Game 5. Probably a very close game. My point is, regarding this series, we can't make too much of Game 4. Milwaukee skated by by the skin of their teeth in Game 3. And I know a lot of people that I've heard in the media have wanted to liken this series between Brooklyn and Milwaukee to the Milwaukee-Toronto Conference Final in 2019, where Milwaukee wins the first two, Toronto wins an ugly one in Game 3, similar to the ugly one Milwaukee won in this series in Game 3 against Brooklyn, and then proceeds to win three in a row. I will say this, that Toronto team had Kawhi Leonard on it. All due respect to Giannis, two-time MVP, wonderful player. Kawhi's never won a regular season MVP when it comes to playoff caliber players. Giannis isn't the killer Kawhi Leonard is. And, and I don't know that Milwaukee has that killer on their team. So I, I, And by, by the way, Kevin Durant is that killer. So that's kind of the way I look at this. In a close game, I know that I want the ball in Kevin Durant's hands. I'll take two home games of Kevin Durant and odds, plus 120. We're speaking with Brian Geltzeiler, host of Sirius XM NBA Radio. You can follow him on Twitter as well, at Hoops Critic. Uh, Brian, looking at it right now, Forbes, uh, one and a half, three-pointers, minus 150 the over, <laughs> plus 115 the under right there. So, so, so someone's thinking the same way I am. <laughs> right, 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 absolutely. <laughs> I want your thoughts on the series moving forward between the 76ers and Atlanta. Uh, we see Embiid hobbled. Uh, he's gutting it through it, gutting through it, really. I mean, he's in a lot of pain. We can see that. Uh, this series is tied. Uh, what do you make of this series, the developments, and how do you see it going? Well, I, again, I think Philly will win the series. Okay. The question is at what price. And when right. I say at what price, I don't mean, I mean at what cost to them. Because Embiid looked terrible in the second half. He really did. He looked like he was struggling to get around the floor. And I think at a certain point in time, it's Doc's responsibility to protect Joel Embiid from himself. And what I mean is spot his minutes a little bit better. Guys, I, this go, I, I can't help but go back to what happened in game three. Six minutes left in the game, and they're up 17. And Dwight Howard's got like, I don't know, 12 rebounds in the 17 minutes that he played. And there's Embiid in the game, and there's Howard on the bench. Howard is a wonderful gift 
for Doc Rivers and the Philadelphia 76ers. He's not going to play 35 minutes in a game, but he can play 20 minutes in a game and give you a pick-and-roll diver, a legit rim protector, um, and and a, just a guy that plays with a big-time edge. And to me, when you have him be hurt like this, in games where you have the opportunity to scale him back closer to a 30-minute number to a 25-minute number, why wouldn't you do that? They played Embiid an extra five minutes. And although it probably you don't think it means that much in the big picture, the guy's got a partially torn meniscus that he's playing with. And you watched him labor his way through a game where his team blew an 18-point lead last night. And I think some of this is psychological for the 76ers. They're watching Embiid knowing damn well he's not healthy, and it almost takes the air out of them instead of the other way around. So it's – listen, I think, again, I think Philly's the better team. I think Philly's more talented. Even with a compromise that beat, I think they win the series, especially because I, I think Harris can go a little nuts at home without Hunter there. I think that's something that we haven't necessarily seen and we can see here going forward in Philadelphia. So I do like Philadelphia, but there's no doubt that – I think Philadelphia, with Embiid hurt like this, I think Philadelphia's chances to get to an NBA final are severely hurt. I think we're watching the de facto NBA final with Brooklyn and Milwaukee in that game five that goes tonight. Brian, I think you bring up a good point. Yeah. Yeah, Brian, you bring up a good point because, you know, the oddsmakers are telling you, even though the this series is tied 2-2, we're not getting a short number both ways like this Brooklyn and, and Bucks series. You know, Philly's a minus 300 favorite, even though it's tied. Uh, you look at Atlanta plus 240, that minus 300 equates to a 75% implied probability. So the market is with you on the Sixers winning the series. But let me throw this at you, not uh, win or winning or losing, but covering the spread. One thing I noticed for tomorrow night, next game in uh, in Philadelphia here, game five, you actually saw the Sixers open up as a seven-point favorite. They're down to six and a half at some shops. They're even down to six at some shops. So right off the bat, maybe it's Embiid's knee. Maybe it's the way the Hawks have played the last couple games. The early move for tomorrow's game is toward Atlanta. Do you agree with that move? Would you want to grab the points with Atlanta, or do you say, hey, let let this thing fall as low as it'll go, and I'll buy back the other way on Philly? I I would let this thing go as low as it would go and buy back the other way on Philly. That's the way I'd play this. Because you know what? Think about Atlanta in this series. They've played eight halves of basketball in this series. They've played two good ones. They played a good half the first half of game one, and they played a good half the second half of game four. That's it. That's it. Philadelphia generally defensively has had their number. They've done a pretty good job on them. And the Sixers absolutely melted down yesterday. There's no other way to put it in in what they did to lose that game. With all that said, I think that's an outlier for them. And and I do. And and I give Atlanta credit. Atlanta has no business being here. They're not good enough to be here. But they've played their backsides off. They have enough shooting that they get by. And Capella's been terrific as a backline defender. Made everyone in front of him better. But you forget, they're without Hunter. Listen, Cam Reddish was a guy they they thought they were going to get a lot out of this year. They're without him as well. Um, In the end, I I think, you know, Atlanta talent-wise is bringing a knife to a gunfight here. And that's why you see these differences in odds. Um, So I would. I would watch this for game five. I'd let people bid this down. Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta. And I'd be be happy. Listen, you get that thing down to five and you get Philly, lay those five. Well, he's Brian Geltseiler, host of Sirius XM NBA Radio. You can follow him on Twitter at Hoops Critic. Brian, that was outstanding. Thanks so much for your time today. Guys, always my pleasure. Let's do it again soon. Sounds good to me. Absolutely. <laughs> that was great, uh, Josh, uh, to have Brian, his insights right there uh, and what he thought about these games. Uh, certainly going to make these games more enjoyable and some decisions to make when it comes to betting these games as well. Not only from the series standpoint, per, but per game, too, with injuries uh, and developing stories as well. So we'll keep an eye on all that as we continue the program. Uh, coming up next on the program, though, uh, we're going to get to uh, a situation in the NBA when it comes to player props. We call it Prop Shot. That's coming up next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking to hire? Indeed will help you speed up the process. They have 135 skills tests to help you find the right candidates faster. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host from Vegas. Your other host, Josh Applebaum, is out in Boston. Uh, NBA prop shot here. Uh, Seth Curry came through in a big way uh, last night. Uh, here's some props for tonight's game, Josh. Give me your thoughts. Giannis, I mean, they're off the charts. Double-double minus 650, uh, triple-double plus 900, uh, 30 plus points minus 200, 40 plus points plus 300. I mean, the stars, uh, it's probably kind of hard, I think, in terms of prop situations uh, with Giannis. We'll start there. Yeah, I think you're right, Pritch. And, you know, uh, one thing I look at is not only, um, you know, the odds, but laying too big of a minus number. I Mm -hmm. always get apprehensive about laying that. So, you know, you look at Giannis here, you know, can he get you a double-double? Yeah, he's gotten double-doubles, uh, I think, in all four games here. But you're also laying a minus 650. Right. So even though some of these look like low-hanging fruit, it's such a 
um, again, the prop market is, is lower limits and, you know, you can't bet as much as you want. So it's all risk versus reward and the number that you get the prop at. So the two that caught my eye, Pritch, number one is uh, 15 plus rebounds uh, okay. right there. You're plus 140. Um, he's grabbed 11, 11, 14 and 12. So he's never actually had 15 or more rebounds, uh, but he's come close a couple times. So getting plus money on that prop is a little bit intriguing to me. But the other thing here, Pritch, is when you're when you're betting on a star and you're betting props, you want to bet kind of like positive props, things about a player playing very well and, and performing great. You see this a lot when you bet the Super Bowl props where there's a lot of yeses and a lot of overs. You mm -hmm. don't want to bet the no's and the unders. So here's one that caught my my eye that, that I kind of really like. Uh, if five plus turnovers, um, plus 190, you're getting plus money for Giannis to turn it over five or more times. And he's turned it over uh, five times, five times, five times, and three times. So <laughs> three out of the four times, Bridge, he's turned it over five or more. So um, again, that's something that psychologically, I don't think a lot of recreational betters are waking up saying, I really want to bet the Giannis turnover prop today. Again, it's going to be all you know points, rebounds, double-doubles, all that stuff. That turnover prop, I think, is sneaky, getting almost plus 200 to turn it over five or more times, which he's done three out of the four games so far. It's like flashing a neon right now to bet it. <laughs> plus 195 plus turnovers on the road. You know they're going to clamp down on Giannis. I mean, if anything, um, wow. Yeah, that one's kind of standing out there. How about KD? Um, Triple-double plus 650, 40-plus uh, points plus 230. We were talking about that earlier. Yeah, exactly, Pritch. So a couple of these that caught my eyes. Number one, double-double minus 165. Yeah. That's a, you know, it's a minus number. It's not crazy here. I think there could be value there. You look at uh, Kevin Durant. He's actually had a double-double in three out of the four games. So he's dropped 28 and 13 rebounds, uh, 30 points in 10, 32 and 4, and also 29 and 10. So he's cashed that double-double three out of four times, minus 165. You can get me to bite on that one a little bit. Uh, the other one that I like is 10-plus rebounds, Pritch. 10 plus rebounds for KD is minus 125. So mm -hmm. again, another minus number, but you're pretty much just paying kind of a high juice number, like on a, you know, an NHL total on an under five and a half there. Um, and he's cashed uh, 10 or more rebounds, three out of the four games here. He's at 13, 10 and 10, that other game with four, but I'm thinking, Hey, can you grab you 10 or more rebounds? Minus 125, a big lanky guy who can get down on the defensive boards, get a couple offensive boards. Those would be the two that I would target, the double-double minus 165 okay. and the 10-plus rebounds minus 125. I'm thinking Miami's going to have to go small, uh, I mean, for a significant minutes, too, and, you know, kind of make uh, KD the five if you can. Now, that matchup uh, could tire him out, uh, depending on if Giannis is a five on the other side, too. So um, with Middleton playing the way that he is, uh, look, test Harden, uh, but then certainly try to tax uh, Kevin Durant as well. Yeah, I think it's a great point, Pritch. And the other thing, you know, how we're, uh, injuries can affect the line, and I'm looking at it now, Pritch, and it's pretty much two and a half across the board with this uh, this Bucks nets number. I did see one shot that got down to two. That, that maybe is a bit of an outlier, but again, this is the hardened effect that we talk about. But also, anytime a big injury takes place, don't just jump on, you know, what's in front of your face with the spread. Think about how it could impact other other props or other opportunities to make money and maximize your edge. I One thing I really like, that Brian Gens uh, Geltzweiler mentioned mm -hmm. is the Drew Holiday prop on points because I think he made a really good point. When when Kyrie was in there, he did a pretty good job on Holiday, uh, who was kind of held to uh, kind of a, a lower uh, points total than he's used to. With no with no Kyrie here, I think that could open up a spot for Holiday. And again, you know, not just thinking of uh, the, the effect of Harden tonight on the number, but also no Kyrie. Does that open up prop over opportunities for Drew Holiday? Yeah, Holiday 18 and a half uh, over minus 115, under minus 115 uh, right there too. There you go. Prop shot uh, for the, tonight's uh, NBA game. How about some NFL futures, Josh? Uh, let's take a look at some of these new ones uh, as we look at the NFL uh, and the future situations conference style. We'll get to those next.
Baseball season is in full swing, so it's the perfect time to work on cashing tickets every day. Our VSIN experts give you all the tools to make the most of every baseball bet, including live odds and analysis for every game on VSIN.com slash MLB and our daily members only best bet emails. Now is the time to start your free trial and take advantage of all the betting opportunities this baseball season at VSIN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum, your host today. Josh, let's get to some NFL futures uh, conference style here because it's interesting. Uh, it's different odds uh, to be the top seed in each NFL conference versus winning uh, the NFL conference, your, your particular conference. So let's go over these. Like Kansas City Chiefs, for instance, they have a goal of going 20-0, and 0, whether you believe that or not. Uh, to be the number one seed, they're plus 140. Uh, the conference, and win a conference, plus 210. Um, where would you go here? How would you bet these? Yeah, Pritch, it's a great question because, you know, our producer JJ put this together, and you do see big discrepancies here. I mean, you look at the Bills, plus 325 to be the one seed, plus 750 uh, to win the conference. I mean, you just see big discrepancies, and I think that provides an opportunity for betters, depending on the way you look at these props, to really maximize your edge on a specific team. So a couple that jumped out to me, Pritch, number one, speaking of the Buffalo Bills, um, I, I would like them a little bit to be the number one seed at plus 325. My angle there would be this is a team that's on the rise. They went 13-3 and three last year. Mm -hmm. They were the two seed last year. And I would prefer the one seed plus 325 over the conference winner because they just seem like a team to me that could really run through the regular season but may – you know, meet up with Mahomes in a playoff game or, you know, uh, maybe get knocked off by a team we don't expect, you know, in the conference title game or maybe in the playoffs. So I would target the Bills more as a one seed than I would winning the conference here. Now, if I go the other way and I want to take a flyer, I'm looking at the Cleveland Browns to win the conference. So, Pritch, I know this is crazy. No, I'm it's a not. Browns believer. <laughs> yeah, and I think you are too. And we've yeah. talked about the Browns quite a bit. 11-5 and five last year. Uh, obviously, another year of Baker Mayfield in the system, of Stefanski as the coach. Got a great running game. You've added a bunch through the draft uh, and through free uh, free agency as well. And the Browns, uh, number one, I like their win total a lot. It's 10.5 over minus 120. Juice to the over. They won 11 games last year. Can they win 11 or more this year and with an extra game? They're weak right. their last game there uh, against the Bengals. I mean, that that's a big key there. Um, but I would think, hey, that's a team that may not have the best record in order to get the number one seed. Mm -hmm. But what if they get hot in the playoffs here, Pritch, plus 800? To me, that's appetizing if they can uh, catch fire in the playoffs and ride that running game. Baker Mayfield not turning it over, a good defense. Uh, that's how I would attack. I'd prefer the 800 to win the conference over the number one seed. Yeah, it's a marathon in the National Football League, 17 regular season games. So I wonder how teams are going to uh, manage that. Like uh, we, we saw Tampa Bay, for instance, as a wild card win the Super Bowl. Uh, you don't necessarily have to be the number one seed. You don't have to win every game on your schedule. Just get to the playoffs. And I wonder how many teams will interpret that or how many teams would want to be the number one seed to have home field advantage that way. Yeah, it's a great point by you, Pritch. So, again, the way these teams approach these games, the way you're going to attack each yeah. one, uh, I think could have a big impact on on how you bet these teams. But I think, again, you know, you could have a take on a team that you really like them, but do you like them as a one seed? Do you like them to win the conference? These different prices kind of provide opportunities mm -hmm. to maybe – you know, kind of think through a team and say, hey, like to me, the Bills could run through the, you know, uh, the regular season. They may get, you know, a hiccup there in the playoffs, whereas the Browns may not have the best record, but they could catch fire in the playoffs. So, again, it provides betters different opportunity at different numbers to kind of attack the same team if you have a feel for it. Yeah, these are futures, too. So the NFC, uh, the Bucks to be the number one seed plus for 160, um, conference winner uh, plus 260. Uh, no Drew Brees, maybe no Aaron Rodgers, even if Aaron Rodgers is back. I mean, um, I, I don't know how you view Go Pack Go here. Uh, no significant work for Aaron Rodgers in the offseason. The Rams plus 350 to be the number one seed, plus 525 uh, as a conference winner uh, as well. Where do you go with uh, the NFC, Josh? Pritch, I'm going Brady. Brady. <laughs> of course you are. Brady. My guy <laughs> with the Bucks here. I, I can't get enough of the Bucks. Again, I know it's chalky. I've said this before. Um, but I just think this this is a team that, uh, again, the path is opening up for them because you have Drew Brees retiring, you have Aaron Rodgers, whether he gets traded or goes to the AFC. But really the key here to me, Pritch, is this is a team that won 11-5 and last year in Tom Brady's first year. Mm -hmm. Now Brady's got year two in the system. He's more acclimated to the offense, to the personnel. They brought back all 24 
Super Bowl starters, which is um, or 22. That's almost unheard of here. Uh, and then, you know, in the salary cap era. So you have continuity. Uh, you have Brady in year two. Uh, you've added a little bit through uh, through the draft, through free agency here. And again, that 11 and a half over juiced all the way to minus 150. So it's telling you that win total over a team that was 11 and five last year. Can they win one more game with the fact that they're going to get a 17th game here? I just think with Brady, again, father time will catch up to him at some point, Pritch, but he, it hasn't yet. And I just think the way this thing is going, no worry about Breeze. Maybe Rodgers is gone. Uh, I see this thing opening up for the Bucks, not only as the one seed, but also the conference winner. I'll take all these Bucks futures right now, Pritch. I can't get enough. You can't get enough. I uh, can't get enough. Uh, do you have a, a Brady jersey yet for Tampa Bay? Do you have one of those yet? Oh, that's tough for me, Pritch. I'll rock my old Brady jersey, my yeah. Pats jersey. I got a rule. I can't wear jerseys of other teams, non-Boston sports. I, I just can't do Even it. Even Brady? Uh, he'd be the one guy who'd be close here, Pritch. Okay. Would I go white or the, the pewter, the the you know the, the brown, the, the gray? What, what should I do? The um, I don't know. That's a good question. That is a great question. I tell you what, you remember Tom Brady's 40 time at the Combine, right? The fact that that man. Like yeah. Something. Oh, yeah. The <laughs> fact that that man's outrunning father time right now is incredible to me. Unbelievable. Pritch, I'm going to get a Mac Jones jersey. Though. That's what I'm going to do. I, I got to look toward the future here. Yeah. Any other teams uh, standing out? Though? I mean, Seattle to be the number one seed. Uh, they're plus 700. They feel pretty good about uh, their offensive line. Russell's still up there. Um, they flirted with adding Julio Jones. I mean, receivers back. DK Metcalf. I mean, that guy's incredible, too. Yeah, great point, Pritch. You know, I don't know about the one seed, but, you know, 11 to 1 to win the conference. I just think you can never dismiss Russell Wilson. You know, I did see today that Jamal Adams is holding out. I don't know if it's excused or not. He wants another contract. You got to deal with that again. Mm -hmm. But I just think with a guy like Wilson, with offensive firepower here, remember, they didn't have much in the draft because uh, they gave up a lot of their early picks. But um, 11 to 1, uh, it's kind of intriguing to me. Okay. I just wonder their defense, will they have enough uh, to stop other teams? You know they can score, Pritch. But well, that defense, I don't know. It looks uh, looks a little bit like Swiss cheese in the back. <laughs> How about the 49ers, though? I mean, plus 350, number one seed, plus 525 to win uh, the conference winner. I mean, I thought they were turning the page away from Garoppolo. Yeah, we're going to have to see how that develops. Yeah. Oddsmakers are respecting them. Mm -hmm. You know, plus 350. They're tied with the Rams for the second best odds for number one seed. Expect Jimmy G to start. A lot of guys coming back from injuries. You still have Shanahan. I don't know. Are we sleeping on the Rams here, Pritch, too, with Stafford? Good defense. That's another team to look at. Yeah, it's possible. The MC could be wide open. Maybe Father Time catches up to Tom Brady after all and opens up the NFC conference. Uh, a lot Hopefully to look next at. Year. <laughs> next year, okay. <laughs> uh, coming up next, we save the best for last. Josh Applebaum's grossest plays of the day. It's coming up next. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. 
When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Everybody, it's time to discover BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Sign up today and win $100 if you place a $1 wager on any NBA playoff game and a three-pointer is made regardless of your bet's outcome. Simply use bonus code VSIN100 when you place your first bet. It's a new customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. Located in Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Excludes Michigan dissociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel you have a problem, it's 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. And 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa and Tennessee. Call or text the red line 800-889-9789 in Indiana. It's 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the show, Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you today as host. And Josh, final thoughts on the games tonight uh, in the NBA. Let's start there. Uh, Milwaukee, Brooklyn. Uh, I have a line out here in Vegas currently. Brooklyn still catching two and a half. Uh, two twenty and a half uh, is the total. Yeah, Pritch. So obviously, this is the this is the big boy, the big yeah. one tonight here. And with the news of James Harden, we've seen as we talked about all show, just a massive change in the odds. Remember, this thing opened up Brooklyn Nets going two or sorry, the uh, the Milwaukee Brewers going to Brooklyn, open as a two and a half point favorite. So the funny mm-hmm. thing is, it's exactly where it opened, Pritch. But <laughs> what you don't what you don't remember is that this thing got all the way up to four and a half at mm-hmm. one point. You had a lot of money, hit the bucks, and it made a lot of sense. We thought Harden would be out. We knew Kyrie was out. A lot of money came in on Milwaukee, minus two and a half, all the way up to minus four and a half. But then everything changed with this Harden news. Remember, he was uh, technically out, then he was doubtful, now he's questionable. His status keeps going up, and really what you're hearing is he's going to give it a go. We kind of expect him to play at this point. Now the question is how effective will he be? Uh, Is it a situation like Anthony Davis where he tried to go, uh, I think it was a groin issue, not a hamstring there, and kind of re-injured it right quick into that game with the Lakers there. But uh, Pritch, my biggest take on this game would be, you know, if you had gotten the Brooklyn Nets at plus four and a half, I think that was your, your best play on the Brooklyn Nets. It's obvious that was the high watermark. That's the best number you would have gotten. My play now would be, again, looking to buy low on Milwaukee against all this public narrative of James Harden, you know, here to the rescue. Put up the Harden, you know, bat signal here, the bat sign, Fritch, and he's Mm -hmm. coming in to save the day. 
Um, but I would say this because this happened yesterday in the 76ers game. And when you bet a lot of playoff games, you start to kind of recognize situations that come up again. Mm -hmm. This reminds me a lot uh, today with the Bucks, the way it was with uh, with the 76ers yesterday against the Atlanta Hawks. Because remember, that thing was three, three and a half, got down to three in late. That late move, Pritch, which we started the show with, saw that late move uh, three down to two and a half toward Atlanta yesterday. It ended up being predictive. I think you walk the tightrope here. I think if you see the Bucks get down to two across the entire market, that's going to be an indication that, you know, basically maybe Sharps expect Harden to play and play well. Uh, as long as it stays two and a half, or do we see it late go back up to three? Does Harden tweak something in pregame warm right. That's something to keep an eye out for. Um, but Pritch, to me, I'm looking at the Bucks here, a buy low money line play around minus 140. Um, and also the total's intriguing because it was 220 and a half, got all the way down to 217 and a half. Now with the Harden news expected to play, and Brian Geltzweiler mentioned this, that does benefit the over, obviously. It's now up to around 221. Mm -hmm. uh, so that could be, if you like the under, another buy low spot on the under. But Pritch, it's, an easy way of saying this is uh, with this Harden stuff, it, the line is all over the place. This is a tough one for sports bettors. So I think the key is getting the best number. The best number was plus four and a half with the Nets. The best number with the Bucks, maybe waiting it out minus two and a half at this point. Yeah, great advice. Shop around. Uh, we could see some late line movement on this one too, depending on what happens uh, up to tip off. You're right, uh, Josh Applebaum. How about the ice? You got the Islanders in Tampa Bay. Man, this one. Uh, what you called it steam earlier. Uh, some more steam. Minus two ten now. I think it was minus two hundred uh, for Tampa. Uh, five is a total as well. Yeah, steam, uh, steam down there in Florida, Pritch. It's melting <laughs> the ice down, uh, down in Tampa Bay. But um, you are right. A lot of money coming in here on the Lightning. Um, you know, on the one hand, again, I preface this by saying, getting an Islanders team playing very, very well. I mm -hmm. said this when uh, they were at home against my Bruins uh, and, and finished off the Bruins. I think they're like plus 130 in that game. Getting an Islanders team playing great right now, getting almost plus 200. If you want to play the Isles, I don't blame you at all. Uh, that's that's kind of playing a hot team with a good price. I'm going to go lightning here. I'm not going to go puck line. I'm not going to go one and a half. I'm just going to go with the money line. Um, and what I like about this one is this line move toward the lightning. Maybe it's public, but again, public doesn't bet hockey like they do other sports. So I think more of these line moves are driven by respected money. That's consistently uh, betting playoff action. And the books have the respect of these bettors because we saw Tampa Bay open minus 180 all the way up to around minus 200 right now. We've seen these home favorites off a loss do very well. Um, home favorites with a line move of 10 cents or more and uh, home favorites bounce back uh, off a loss with playoff experience. So all those matches would be with Tampa Bay. Again, you're getting a great price there with, uh, with the aisles. It's like, how do you not take it with a team playing great, but that move toward Tampa Bay, I think they knocked this series up at one. Uh, and I, I'm going to lay it here with Tampa Bay. I got a minus one. Uh, I think I got minus one eighty eight earlier today. Prince, oh, look so we'll at you. How, this thing goes. how about that? Nice oh, job yeah. by you right there. Minus 210 <laughs> out here uh, in Vegas for Tampa Bay. Let's get to MLB. Uh, I think it's fade Harvey day. You were talking about that earlier. Uh, Cleveland at home minus 165 nine high, high total here. Uh, a total of nine in this game. Yeah, Josh, uh, Josh Towers was so excited. I joined him fade Harvey day. He almost drove off the road. There. He was <laughs> right. so excited. He had to pull over. Uh, put his car in park, but I am gonna I'm gonna join this trend again. I don't like jumping on public trends like this, but my issue prior is that every time I either didn't play a fade Harvey day or went against him is because the line was going toward Harvey. And again, I think maybe Sharps at this point are just saying, "Hey, we're putting our hands up, you know, until further notice, we're gonna bet against Harvey." And it, you may not have made too many starts here, Leftbridge, because he's got about a seven ERA, and I don't even know how many times they're gonna run him back out. <laughs> um, so you, your your opportunities may be dwindling here. But I am going to go Cleveland. Uh, they opened up, you know, a lot of shops like uh, minus 155, minus 160, up around minus 170, uh, down to around minus 165 at some shops right now. But that would be a fade Harvey day for me. Uh, I will uh, jump on the bandwagon and sweat this one with Josh Towers. And, Pritch, you might have to join us today. What do, oh, what do you think? my gosh. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, I want to hear what you have to say with these other, uh, these other games. I mean, the Red Sox, uh, for instance, and the Braves. You surprised me with that one. Um, but let's get to New York, the Yankees, and Toronto. Um, a high total again of nine. Toronto, uh, minus 120 at home, wherever that is these days. Yeah, so Pritch, I didn't see a ton on this one. You know, a lot of these books opened, um, you know, around, you know, depending on where you're looking, like minus 120-ish, kind of stayed where they're at. Uh, this would be a layoff for me. I love okay. a lot of games on the board, but it's kind of stayed where it's at. You'd have divisional dog on the road angle with New York, but also Toronto. Kind of pitching advantage there with Ryu. 
Um, so that's going to be a, a surprising pass for me, Pritch. I don't see much in that one. All right. How about San Diego, Colorado? Colorado, I think, uh, surprised everybody with the W uh, last night. Um, heavy dog again. High total, 11.5 here out there at Coors Field. Yeah, I'm going to surprise you with a run line play here, Pritch. Okay. I'm not a big run line guy, but I think certain situations kind of uh, kind of tug you in that direction. I think that's what I'm going to do with the Padres here because Darvish against Chichi Gonzalez. Darvish <laughs> has been great this year. My guy Chichi, he's struggled a bit. Uh, mm-hmm. His ERA is uh, almost six at this point. Um, but again, that price minus 250 in a baseball game is kind of ridiculous. And, and again, it's a very erratic sport. There's a lot of variables at play. The Rockies, we joke, Pritch, but your Rockies are actually a winning team at home. They're terrible on the road. It's like yeah. fade Rockies on the road. But at home, they're decent. I'm not going to lay that big number. I'm going to go minus one and a half. I've seen a lot of movement here towards San Diego. The Padres open around minus 210, 220. They're all the way up to 250. So I'll split the difference. I'll take the minus one and a half to win by two or more, laying a minus 160. I like the pitching matchup. I like that big steam there towards mm-hmm. San Diego. All right. We waited for it. Here it is, folks. Josh Applebaum's grossest play of the day. Uh, I believe it's in Major League Baseball. What do you have? Uh, Detroit Tigers here, Pritch. We're going to make our colleague Patrick Maher, the native son of Michigan, we're going to make him happy with this one. Uh, but this is kind of the ultimate gambler's fallacy. You saw the Detroit Tigers win yesterday, 10-3, to absolutely rolled against KC. They're a plus-135 dog, won that thing outright. And I think what the public is saying is Detroit's terrible. Uh, they can't possibly win two in a row. They're 27-39. and Kansas City, losing record, but a little bit better, 30-35. and So even though you're getting a lot of money saying, hey, Tigers stink, they can't possibly win again today. The Royals actually opened a lot of these shops, minor against Casey Mize, opened around minus 140. They're down to around minus 130. You've seen this money come in toward Detroit. I think the play here would be uh, backing Casey Mize, the top pick, who's pitched pretty well this year. I think he's got a 3.44 ERA. So this would be a road division dog, high total, dog with a line move, dog off a win. A lot of system matches here with Detroit. So I'm going to go back to the well, see if the Tigers can make it two in a row here today. Yeah, you have been on the Tigers a little bit. The Cubbies and the Tigers, I believe you've been playing often. I have. And speaking of the Cubbies here, Pritch, big line move on the Cubs with the New York Mets. Uh, This is um, Alec Mills against Taiwan Walker. uh, Seven o'clock game here. A lot of these books open Mets around minus 150 at home, all the way down to around minus 130. So that's a really, really big move toward the Chicago Cubs. Uh, There would be kind of just a classic contrarian play. Um, a, a dog with a big line move, a sweet spot dog, dog high total, all those matches. And Pritch, here's another thing. If you notice yesterday, uh, the Mets had a sharp move and they end up winning that game. You got to keep an eye out for this. On Mondays, betting against the team that played on Sunday night baseball. Remember the Cubs, they're at home at Wrigley late night, Sunday night against the Cards. They end up winning. And then the next day, quick turnaround, don't get much sleep. Uh, that's a tough spot for that Sunday night team going and traveling the next day, Mets ended up rolling. That's just one little nugget maybe we can apply moving forward. Okay, how about market insight on a maybe a, a popular play, uh, the Phillies and the Dodgers. Dodgers at home, minus 157, eight and a half is the total. Yeah, seeing movement toward Philly here, Pritch. Okay. A lot of these books opened. Uh, Dodgers are on minus 175, big popular play here, all the way down to around minus 150-ish, minus 160. So that line is moving toward the Phils in this spot. Um, I know we're up against it, Pritch. Real quick, couple other to keep an eye out for. Yeah. Uh, you look at Houston against Texas. You want to back Houston. It's a big number, uh, but Houston has rolled against AL West opponents, 21 and nine. They're good at home, 20 and 13. Texas is one of the worst teams on the road, 20 and 20, uh, 10 and 25. So looking at Houston laying it there. Also St. Louis at home against Miami. They've been good against lefties. They've gone around minus 108 to minus 120. And then the Oakland A's, Fritch, they mash lefties 17 to 9 looking at the A's tonight uh, against Andrew Heaney. All right. I love it. Uh, as always, you can uh, get in tune with Josh Applebaum, Market Insights Podcast. Outstanding. Highly recommend it. Josh, great job today. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Fritch, good luck tonight, my man. Good luck to you as well. My guys in the desert coming up next. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. 
Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 